0: Mornings on BBC Radio Scotland.
1: So to the phone in this morning, let's have your views on public spending and funding of the arts. An artist has been awarded £15,000 through Creative Scotland's lottery funding to live and work in Glasgow for a year. Is it money well spent? Ellie Harrison's project is called The Glasgow
2: Effect and this is how it's described on Facebook. The Glasgow Effect is a year-long action research project, Durational Performance, for which artist Ellie Harrison will not travel outside Greater Glasgow for a whole year except in the event of the ill health, death of a close relative or friend. By setting this one simple restriction to her current lifestyle, she intends to test the limits of a sustainable practice and to challenge the demand to travel placed upon the successful artist, academic The experiment will enable her to cut her carbon footprint and increase her sense of belonging by encouraging her to seek out and create local opportunities, testing what becomes possible when she invests all her ideas, time and energy within the city where she lives. Okay, so that's
1: how the project is described on her Facebook page. It says it's going to help her increase her sense of belonging by encouraging her to seek out and create local opportunities during the year that she will live and work in Glasgow, uh, not moving out with the boundary, uh, unless clearly she is ill or someone dies or whatever. So we'd like to know from you, uh, do you think this is money well spent? Critics are calling the project poverty porn. They say it's silly and accuse it of poking fun at Glasgow's stereotypical image. Uh, I think one of the images that stands out on our Facebook page is a plate of chips uh, to uh, sum up the Glasgow Effect project that she's talking about. So at a time when a wide range of projects right across the country are a fun, facing a funding challenge, do you think this is money well spent? Get in touch with me this morning. 0500 92 95 00. The number again, 0500 92 95 00. You can also text the programme on to or indeed, why not email the show, k at bbc.co.uk. Artistic projects and funding, are they a priority for you? Greg and Farmland says there are plenty of people who can't get out of Glasgow, even if they wanted to. Give the money to them instead. What a waste of public resource. And Vary and Inverclyde says £15,000 to live in Glasgow. That's more than some people who really live in Glasgow get. What an absolute farce. Let's get your views this morning. 0, 0500 9295. Let's go to the phone lines and our guest this morning, Anna Burnside, joins us, of course, the Daily Record journalist. Anna, you're waking up to this this morning. What are you making of it?
3: Well, it's a tough one for me because I'm normally a huge supporter of conceptual art, of art funding, of people doing crazy things and pushing the boundaries. But I'm not feeling very comfortable about this. It's leaving a bad taste in my mouth. And what I think is missing, actually, and what I would like to hear before I make a definitive decision on it is actually from the artist herself and to hear her talking about it and why she's doing it. Because it is a very, very, very easy thing to... Um, have a go at. It's a real open goal. You know, anybody who's uncomfortable with the idea that a fur coat and a seat or a light switch switching off and on is art is having a field day with this. And anyone uncomfortable with the idea of public funding for Mm -hmm. art is having a field day with this. So I'm desperate for her to jump in and explain why she thinks this is important and why she thinks it's art and what she's hoping to achieve from it. Because at the moment is making me feel really uncomfortable mm-hmm. because it, my instinct is to support people wanting to do things like this. But, but this and the picture of the chips and the rather badly sought out, you know, um, chat on the Facebook page, none of it is convincing me that this is a good use of £15,000.
1: Well, we have a statement from Creative Scotland. They say that Ellie Harrison is a recognised artist and activist with an MA with distinction from the Glasgow School of Art. Her project met the criteria for open project funding and is based on the premise that if society wishes to achieve global change, then individuals have to be more active within their communities at a local level. She's restricting herself to staying within the city boundaries. She's keen to explore what impact this will have on her life. Should she not be given a chance, Anna? Well, I want to give her a chance. I do want to give her a chance.
3: But she needs to jump in and defend this. You know, she said 15 grand of public money. You know, there's a lot of people that want to know why and what she hopes to achieve from it. That's what I think is missing from the debate. And by her not um, jumping in and taking part in that, I think she Mm -hmm. is... I don't think she's helping her case in any way whatsoever. You know, artists don't have a very good reputation for actually being able to explain to angry people on Twitter and, you know, regular members of the public what the hell it is they're doing. This is her chance to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, she has an audience. Contemporary art doesn't often have an audience, doesn't often have a whole lot of people desperate to hear what the artist is saying. Now's the chance. You know, Mm. we need to hear from her um, about this, you know, and to turn turn this around. Mm. You know, I think there are, obviously there are a lot of people who are just angry about this and think it's a terrible idea. But there are also people like me who would love to love you know who, whose instinct is to support it but but think oh you know no I'm'm I'm, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable about this well let's, I don't let's really just,
1: like it. let's just be clear Anna, that um we are clearly giving Ellie Harrison the opportunity to come on and defend herself if she wants to we have no but a, I'm just I hoping wasn't
3: you a go about it.
1: no no absolutely no I'm just hoping that she does respond to our offer to come on to radio Scotland because clearly we would like her to try and shed some light on what she actually hopes to achieve within the next year. As I understand it, she says she's going to blog about it later in the week, but that's all we know. Ellie, if you're listening, come on the radio, talk to us. Uh, we'd really like to hear from you. You live and work in Dundee. You've been given the opportunity to come to Glasgow. We'd like to hear a lot more about your project that you're calling The Glasgow Effect. Okay, Ellie, if you're listening, 0500 double um 00. And from everyone else, that's the number to dial to get in touch with us here on the phone-in. We've got lots of calls coming in on this. Anna, I know you're going to stay with us. Let's go to Alan in Glasgow. Alan, good morning.
0: Uh, good morning, Louise.
1: All right. Funding uh, in the I, arts. What are you making of the 15 grand to Ellie Harrison?
0: Uh, I, I feel that uh, there, there are other arts projects and. Uh, other creative projects that should be getting the money uh, I, I don't think that this particular project Ellie Harrison, the artist I do not think her project should be getting this money uh, because I, I listened to the blog there, uh, I listened to the statement that was read out uh, before I picked up the phone mm-hmm. uh, and I failed to understand any uh, of, you know, of why she was doing it uh, or, or what it was about And I do feel that there are other arts projects that better serve the community uh, in terms of, Music and a whole lot of other arts projects should be getting this
1: money. OK, Alan, but if you are involved in a project and you feel passionately about it, then clearly you're going to say, well, actually, I, I deserve that more or I know a project deserves that, that deserves that more. Creators Scotland have said our funding will support Ellie's creative practice in the city and we will be interested to see how the project progresses. Do you know I think that's key here? This is a kind of organic project. This is what art is all about. It's about growing. It's about reflecting. It's about.
0: Um... Uh, well, the, I think uh, the issue is that this particular project that uh, this artist, uh, Ellie Harrison, is involved in, uh, I don't think is doing that. Um, How would and,
1: you like to see the money spent? I
0: would. I would rather see the money spent uh, on uh, see uh, people getting involved in music. Uh, and other, app, uh, other forms of the uh, other app projects, uh, like music and other apps projects like creative writing, getting more people involved in the community, mm-hmm. um, getting more apps projects out into the communities rather than spending money on, on something that really, uh, I just do not see uh, benefits the community. And you say she's from Dundee, is that right?
1: She lives and works in Dundee at the moment.
0: Right, so uh, I... I, I it's a wee bit, it's a of fun at the, at the city.
1: Well, we we don't know that. We have not had the chance to talk to her. We've so, asked her to come uh, on the program. I have to say, the image of our of our Facebook page uh, shows a plate of chips. Yeah, uh, you well, know, as a way of, of reflecting the image of Glasgow. Um, that's certainly not uh, pleased <laughs> pleased uh, many people here.
0: When you look at Glasgow, Glasgow had been on the Glasgow was in the world stage two years ago with the, you know in terms of you know the Commonwealth Games. So she's clearly out of step with the actual change in Glasgow's image over... A long period of
1: time. Well, you never know. I'm not here to defend her. Maybe she hopes to challenge the stereotypical image of what you would call the old Glasgow. Um Who knows? As you say, Glasgow has moved on uh, many, many, many years since then. And uh, clearly we have a, a brand new image that we want to try and portray. Uh, I, Ellie, if you're listening, get in touch on 0500 92 95 00. Lots of texts coming in. Not bad work if you can get it. I'm a singer. Maybe I could move to Glasgow for £15,000 a year. That would be lovely. I've been concerned. Concerned about my carbon footprint for a while. That's Kirsty Baird posting on our Facebook page. Thanks Kirsty. And Bobby McHale has tweeted, I think that's £2,000 a year more than my missus gets. And she works 40-plus hours a week. We're talking about arts and public funding. Off the back of the news that an artist who currently lives and works in Dundee is being paid £15,000 to reflect Glasgow life by living and working in Glasgow for a year. Do you think this is money well spent? If you think that... uh, it's not. Get in touch. If you are supportive of arts funding and in particular conceptual contemporary arts of this nature, then perhaps you want to, to have your voice heard as well. 0500 double 00. Let's go to Kirkcaldy now and speak to the artist in residence there, Dominic Curry. Dominic, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the programme. Um, what are you making of all this? You're an artist. Um, what is it you actually do?
4: Um I paint. I for a living, and I run a small gallery in the Sailor's Walk Gallery in Kirkcaldy. Okay. Um,
1: do you reflect? Do I like can or, I? Can I just ask? Do you reflect Kirkcaldy life?
4: Well, yes, I would like to think so. Yes. And I how do you do reflect.
1: that? How do you do that?
4: Well, I bring out the local colloquial cultures, uh, the narrative, the the local sort of uh, speaking. Uh, I put it on art. I do it in a way that reflects the. Uh, Roy Lichtenstein style and uh, I do it in a way that, um, where the bubble of what they say is in Scots rather than American or English.
1: Okay. Were you very clear about how you wanted to do that before you became Artist-in-Residence?
4: Yes, absolutely. And I also do a bit of social realist art as well, where I portray the environment in a realistic way, which is aesthetically pleasing, but it also gives over a, a message. <laughs>
1: Do you mind me asking, um, do you get funding and who do you get it from?
4: I get no funding. Uh, I did apply to Creative Scotland uh, a couple of years ago, but I got nowhere with it. Um, the form for getting money from them is, is quite complex. And um, I feel that sometimes they, they don't always... Uh, Have their finger on the pulse when it comes to artistic projects.
1: Okay, so you're artist-in-residence in in Kirkcaldy. You received no funding. You applied to Creative Scotland. You were rejected. This morning we hear Ellie Harrison has received funding to the tune of £15,000. What are you making of it?
4: (laughs) I think £15,000 is a mere drop in the ocean. I think in terms of the Creative Scotland budget, I don't think it even reflects 1% of what they're spending every year. Uh, Having said that, I think that Ellie Harris and this project can potentially be very, very interesting. Uh, And I'm very keen to see and hear what what she has uh, planned. I know that she's uh, done some projects in the past, like, um, you know, photograph what she's eaten every day. She's also involved in social campaigns like bringing back the British Rail campaign, for example, and that renationalisation of the rail services. Which can be a bad thing. But yeah, I think £15,000, it's a question of price and value. Isn't it? I mean, £15,000 in our terms is not a lot of money. I mean, that's not even one bomb one city has. So it's not a lot of money. So, you know, with the words of Bob Dylan, you don't criticise what you don't understand. And, and I would like to know a bit more about it. But £15,000, that's nothing.
1: You, you might have wanted £15,000. You applied to Creative Scotland for the money, you didn't get any.
4: That's right, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you, you can't sort of take umbrage just because you personally don't get the money from Creative Scotland. I've got my criticisms of Creative Scotland uh, and I always will do. But uh, I think that's entirely different from what they're trying to achieve here. Um, if I said it was a great project and it's going to be fantastic, then I would just be pushing around the that because Ailey Harrison herself, Uh, has only said that she's going to live here for a year. It's not every year, it's only this one year. So to give her that £15,000 for the one year to a person who has studied a long time and has got a recognised bad degree, then I think Potentially, this could be a very, very interesting thing for Glasgow and
1: Scotland in general. Okay, let me get Daily Record journalist Anna Burnside to respond to you. This could be a very interesting project, says the artist Dominic Curry. What do you make of it, Anna?
3: Well, let's hope so. You know, nothing would make me happier than this to be a fascinating and insightful and useful piece of work that, actually shed some light onto the but Glasgow But is it relevant?
1: Effect. I mean, do we need it in our lives?
3: Well, that's the question. You know, that's, that's what I don't think is working about this. I don't think this is the best way of... Exp- I personally don't think this is the best way of exploring the Glasgow effect. The Glasgow effect is a massive thing you know, that does still exist, despite the Commonwealth Games, despite everything else that mm. has happened to pull Glasgow up. The Glasgow effect does still exist. And I... <laughs> I don't think that this woman, you know, spending a year, dedicating a year, engaging more with the community is going to shed the light that we need on this. And that's my problem with this, is that, you know, I think art can do a lot of things, but I'm I'm just, I'm not convinced that it can do this.
1: Dominic, let's not forget, of course, the Glasgow effect. It's a term used to describe poor life expectancy of working-class Glaswegians. Um, And the project's Facebook page is illustrated with a plate of chips, she's not really doing herself any favours at this early stage, is she?
4: No, but she's reflecting reality. I mean, the reality for a lot of people is that is their daily food. That's what they eat every day and that is probably, for a lot of people, a lot of families, that's their regular sustenance, whether they like it or not. You know, they don't have the money to, to go to restaurants and have fancy food and, you know, so what she hopefully will do, will reflect Glasgow in one year in a way that gives an insight, like For example, the poet that you had on the show earlier on. They could do things with words. The artists could do with uh, photographs and art brushes. They could could give an angle that other people possibly
1: couldn't do. You're listening to The Phone In on BBC Radio Scotland with Louise White. Join in this morning. We're talking about the public spending and the arts. Uh, Off the back of the news that uh, an artist living and working in Dundee has been paid £15,000, which uh, artist Dominic, uh, our our guest this morning, Dominic, has said it's just a drop in the ocean. £15,000 is absolutely nothing, he says. Awarded to her by Creative Scotland to live and work in Glasgow to ultimately reflect Glasgow life. Now, we don't know a lot about what Ellie Harrison is planning, so we are really just talking about the principle of this funding being given to an artist who says she wants to reflect Glasgow life and on the front page of her website is a plate of chips. Uh, Does that really reflect Glasgow life? Do you think this is money well spent? If you are an artist, have you applied for funding? Perhaps you've had it accepted, perhaps you've been rejected. What would you like to do with £15,000? If you support a local arts project and you're looking for funding, what could you do with £15,000? I'd like to hear from you this morning. Um, When it comes to arts and funding, uh, do the arts uh, get get priority from you. We'd like to hear from you this morning. 0500 9295 00. Marion Uddingston says, compared to what Tea in the Park organisers got from the Scottish Government, Ellie's award is peanuts. Give her a chance to show what she can make of the project. And Al from Glasgow says, I'd like to compare Glasgow with Barbados. Six months to do it. Could Creative Scotland please help me. You can text on 80295. You can pick up the phone. Get in touch with us. Speak live here on BBC Radio Scotland if you're a first-time caller. Come on, you can do it. We'd love to hear from you. 0500 double 00. Let's get back to the phone lines. We'll speak to Moira in just a moment, but let's speak to Bill in Glasgow. Bill, good morning. Good morning. £15,000 for Ellie. What do you think?
5: Well, I'll tell you in a year's time because up until then, we won't know what, it, what we're getting. It's a pig in a poke. I think conceptual art these days to, to qualify as conceptual art, it has to be un- incomprehensible. Well, well like, right next door to the tramway.
1: Let let me let me and, tell you that not,
5: they have, they have, I have no idea. Okay. what They say to me, so but, well, I don't know. I've got a, a, I'm I'm not decided, and we won't know until a year's time what she's actually going to do and what effect it will
1: have. OK, she says it's going to increase her sense of belonging by encouraging her to seek out and create local opportunities. So maybe she doesn't know at this stage. Maybe she feels that the only way she's going to actually explore this is to actually live and work here for the year. That's well, what that art suggests, is all about.
5: That suggests that this 15 grand will benefit art. doesn't suggest anything else.
1: OK. Let's get, let's get Susan Mansfield to respond to you. She's a freelance arts writer. Susan, it's hard for us to get our heads around this because we don't actually know what Ellie has planned. It's an awful lot of money, some people may say, although not everyone agrees uh, in artistic terms. Um, how do you defend this? Do you defend this?
6: I think I would say, uh, as as Anna Burnside said, that that we we don't know very much about it yet. We don't know much about what Ellie's planning to do. Um, There will be uh, work of some kind, visual work, I would imagine, or performance-based work, which will actually emerge from this, but we don't know uh, what that's going to be, and it would be great to hear what she has to say about it herself. Um, I, I do think that looking at Ellie's previous work, She's an artist who has a lot of interest in economics, in political issues um, and in how people are affected by these things in terms of um, economics as a, kind of, as, as a thing which dictates how people live and have to live. Um, so I, I'm, from what I know of her previous work, I think there'll be a lot of thinking behind this project, which we, we don't know at the moment.
1: Is it unusual for a project like this to receive funding?
6: Um, it's. I mean, it's obviously Creative Scotland fund a lot of arts projects. They fund a lot of individual artists. Um, in terms of an artist being given uh, an amount of money to make uh, some work or to, to undertake a, a, a project of some kind, um, it's not unusual. Um, I, I don't think the £15,000 is particularly unusual and um, obviously what's fueling a lot of of strong feeling here i think is that it looks as if she's been given 15000 pounds to do nothing but stay in one place for a year um we don't know yet if that's if that that is that is is the is
1: all it is. Okay, as you say, we don't know a lot about the project at the moment, other than what uh, she has described it as hoping to achieve, which is increasing her awareness of uh, the city. Let me just get uh, the details here. Yes, increasing her sense of belonging by encouraging her to seek out and create local opportunities. But as you say, Susan, she is an artist, and if we look at her track record, she has explored the kind of economic and political issues that affect the places. That That she is in. So it will be interesting to see how this unfolds. If you've got any views this morning, please do get in touch with me. We're talking about this money that's been awarded to this particular artist, Ellie Harrison, to come and live and work in Glasgow for a year. She wants to reflect Glasgow life. Do you think it's money well spent? Dave from Aberdeen, listen to this. He says nothing at all should be spent on conceptual art as it's only a refuge for those who can't paint or draw. I'd rather than encourage their nonsense. We should maybe pay for counselling for them. OK, well, artists, if you want to respond to that, today from Aberdeen, get in touch with us this morning, 0500 double 00. According to him, conceptual art is only a refuge for those who can't paint or draw. Let's catch up with the
7: travel news. Anne-Marie, good morning. Good morning, Louise. We're well, looking at the flood-hit areas, first of all. No dramatic changes either way in the conditions at the moment. Met office warnings, though, in place for rain in the east today. So another day of poor conditions for Aberdeenshire. Fife as well, and the border's getting a mention. We'll keep you updated as the day goes on. Now, roads closed include then the A93 between the Bridge of Gairn and Crathy. We've all seen those pictures. Close around two miles east of Braemar as well. The A937 Lawrence Kirks Montrose Road. That's closed at Marykirk. Lots of B roads closed. Closed as well, like the B976 for example that's closed between Dinnert Bridge and Boyne Bridge. A923 closed between Blairgowrie and Cooper Angus because of flooding near Buttery Bank. But the A93 the Blairgowrie to Aberdeenshire boundary stretch, that is possible as long as you take care and be aware of it. A924 Bridge of Cali to Putlockery Road described as the same. Now the floodgates are closed along the River Tay in the Perth Harbour area now. The river levels are still high. Queensbridge is closed as well and that is causing, has been causing delays and will later on as well on surrounding roads. Now Harvey called to tell me there's a broken down bus on the eastbound A985 between Rosyth and Kearney Hill with queues back to the Kearney Hill roundabout and possibly beyond he says. An update on the A83 rest and be thankful. Now the old military road diversion is now in use although it will be under convoy so it will be a wee bit slower but that opened about 10-15 minutes or so ago. And the Glasgow M8 do expect delays between Junction 30 the Erskine Bridge and Junction 29 St James. It's because you have roadworks on the St James roundabout. That's BBC Radio Scotland Travel. Anne-Marie, many thanks indeed.
1: Now, later on in the show, have you or people around you, your local community, been affected by the flood, the floods, and the severe weather that's sweeping the country at the moment? Do keep in touch with us. Let us know how it is affecting you. You can get in touch with the main phone number here on the show, 0500 929500. do Don't forget the latest travel updates throughout the programme on the hour and the half hour here from the Radio Scotland travel team. If you want to get in touch with the programme and tell us what the last few days have been like, particularly if you have been hit in the last 24 hours, we would like to hear from you. 0500 929500. And just to depress you, even, further. Have you done your tax return yet? Sorry uh, to hit you with this on the 5th of January but self-assessment and that deadline uh, are looming so to help you along we will be joined by Sarah Green from HMRC so if you've got any self-assessment related questions send them in to us now Um, If it's easier to text or email I'll give you the details, text 80295 You can also uh, email the show k at bbc.co.uk You're listening to The Morning Show with me Louise White. We are talking about arts and funding this morning here on the phone-in. We're opening up the phone lines to you between now and 10 o'clock, really keen to hear from you Let's have your views on this uh, off the back of the news that an artist is awarded £15,000 through Creative Scotland's lottery funding to live and work in Glasgow for a year, we're asking is it money well spent? Ellie Harrison's project is called The Glasgow Effect and this is how
2: it's described on Facebook. The Glasgow Effect is a year-long action research project, Durational Performance, for which artist Ellie Harrison will not travel outside Greater Glasgow for a whole year except in the event of the ill health, death of a close relative or friend. By setting this one simple restriction to her current lifestyle, she intends to test the limits of a sustainable practice and to challenge the demand to travel placed upon the successful artist, academic. The experiment will enable her to cut her carbon footprint and increase her sense of belonging by encouraging her to seek out and create local opportunities, testing what becomes possible when she invests all her ideas, time and energy within the city where she lives.
1: Okay, so that's the description of it on our Facebook page. We have put calls out to Ellie. We've invited her onto the programme. You never know, she may join us before 10 o'clock. I've been told that she's going to be blogging about the project a little later on this week. But Ellie, we would love to speak to you. Give us a call on 0500 9295 00. A lot of people this morning saying... We just don't know what's involved in this project and until we know, we can't really comment. But nevertheless, £15,000, do you think it is money well spent Um, in terms of prioritising where public spending should go? Is this a priority for you? If you are an artist, what could you have done with £15,000? Not everybody gets funding. We've heard from artists this morning. We know that that's the situation. Um, what could you do with £15,000? How supportive are you of conceptual art? Clearly, Dave in Aberdeen is not. He says it's just a refuge for people who can't paint or draw. If you want to respond, 80295, pick up the phone, O five hundred ninety two ninety five 9295 00. Let's go to Cooper in five. Moira, good morning. We're good, listening.
8: Good morning. How good are morning. you?
1: I'm very well. What, what do you make of this?
8: Well, I'm rather frustrated actually because we are building accessible holiday accommodation. And during part of the long, long journey I took um, to try to build this, we were in six planning committees. Um, I attended a unique dyslexia creative workshop, mm-hmm. and the facilitator there, Stacey, um, from Chililicious in Cirrus, just along the road from us, um, became very interested in what we were doing. So specifically our guests, who will be clearly members of the public, um, the, uh, the aim is to, ha- to enable people who have disabilities to get away on holiday with their families and groups. So we have a very specific group of people who perhaps find it quite difficult to access the arts, in particular perhaps those with visual impairments. And Stacey had fantastic ideas of um, ceramics, perhaps with braille around them, outdoor art pieces, um, things that uh, people could touch and feel, and would be very specific um, to enable those uh, who are less able to access the arts. And she applied for funding and we were told that um, we weren't public enough. Um, and it, it was really very frustrating because I got extremely excited about it. Um, the journey is far too long to tell you. I've actually had to write a book about it and uh, the full story is there. But very frustrated that it, there was a short-sightedness I felt to mm-hmm. see that, you know, we had a target audience and they couldn't help us with this.
1: How do you, How do you think you measure public appeal?
8: Well, um, I think I think what the lady is trying to do, exactly how do you measure that? I think, personally, I feel it's very vague. It's um, perhaps going to satisfy her needs, but how does that actually affect the broader public?
1: What could you have done with the £15,000 if it had been given to your project?
8: Oh, I would have... Um, well, we didn't get to the, the full stage of... Um, working that out because without the funding, we were on an own starter So we didn't, Stacey had ideas in her head, but specifically she had worked, uh, she worked with fused glass, so we were looking possibly at some stained glass windows that would have allowed the light to come in, and um, different times of the day, the light would have been different. She had worked very closely with a lady, also worked in Fife, and... um, part of her project for her art degree was um, uh, glass bowls with um, wording written in braille round about the edge of it which I just felt for my guests coming we could have had um, welcome to the rings um, or nice messages on them, we were even thinking about ceramic messages that could have been on the wall uh, giving instructions but it would have been artwork but also dual purpose and in mm-hmm. giving instructions and um, really, kind of, I've had to put it out of my mind because I got so frustrated at the
1: fact mm-hmm. that we couldn't take it far. Clearly you're very passionate about, about your project. And I was you know, saying this earlier, that if you are behind a project and you care about it, then clearly you want to defend it. I mean, th- this is clearly going to upset a great many people this morning. It's had a lot of critics coming forward calling it poverty porn and it's silly and all the rest of it. Um, what about someone that may say to you, well, you know, it's just petty jealousy. You, you didn't get the money. Um, tough. That's just the way the cookie crumbles.
8: Well, it wasn't me who would have been receiving the money, so I can't be targeted uh, or accused of that i just saw the potential um i mean what what we are building at the ring farm here at the at ring farm here um is unique um we're, we're being used as um by visit scotland and the government as a case study for accessible tourism and yes i am very passionate about it i think that's part of my um, makeup and uh, part of my dyslexia because <laughs> i've become very passionate and very focused on things But I just felt it was a missed opportunity, a hugely missed opportunity, because we will have a great number of people um, through our doors,
1: uh, all being well. Has it put you off seeking funding in the future?
8: uh, Well, to get the SRDP grant that we were awarded, um, I had two attempts at it before I got it. it. We should have built by 2013 and I had to fight tooth and nail to keep the grant on the table for to, to actually provide this accessible accommodation for people. So um, determination, I am not in short supply <laughs> of... Um, <laughs>
1: Okay. We may apply
8: for funding again for the grant for the arts, but it just would have been nice to have it there for his opening, hopefully, this year.
1: Okay. Well, listen, the very best of luck with your project, Moira. Keep in touch with us as it develops. We'd be really keen to hear more about it. That was Moira on the line from Cooper in Fife. Let's go to air now. Izzy joins us. Good morning. Good morning. Right. Lizzy's the name. I do beg your pardon, Lizzy. Nice to talk to you. Um, No worries. Welcome to the phone in. We're listening to you. What are your comments?
9: Well, basically, I think it's a good idea because, you know, um, there are many dimensions to uh, Glasgow uh, as a city. Uh, from the outside, uh, to me, Glasgow limps. There are so many people in Glasgow who have sticks, who have little have to have little motors to get about. And the pavements are just horrendous. And I think the fate of the people of Glasgow, you know, um, really is in the hands of uh, their local council.
1: Ah, Okay, (laughs) I'm listening. So you're painting the image of your perception of Glasgow. Um, When it comes to reflecting that image, do you think that uh, doing it through art or a conceptual art project is one way of doing that?
9: I do and I do think that there are ways through conceptual art of recording um, the, the wealth and the poverty of the city um, if you if you have a look at the barras the uh, blockairn the boot cells uh, places like that you get a, a, a sort of wide variety of scenes there. You get the reasonably well-off people, all right, call them middle class, who um, are having to raise some funds. So they come in in their big cars and their Range Rovers and they're uh, also needy, you know. Um, Things have changed and you get the poor people um, there's a cross-section there. There's a, a cross-section of people who uh, perhaps from the 80s and, be, uh, and before uh, perhaps were unemployed but could participate in the black economy and okay. pop down to London and get Lizzie, a job.
1: let me ask you, in a word, is this money well spent?
9: Well, the proof of that is in, in the... The proof of the pudding is is in the eating. We'll have to wait and see what she does.
1: OK, many thanks indeed. Lizzie on the line from AIR. Brian and Kincardine, do you think this is money well spent?
10: Good morning. Uh, morning. Well, no, I don't. It's a complete waste of money. This is an artist being bribed to go to Glasgow with throwing money at her, hoping they'll say something nice
1: about the place. I don't think she's been bribed. Um, She's applied for funding. She's got funding. This is her project. She says that uh, she wants to come and live and work in Glasgow for a year. I don't think she's been bribed.
10: Well, you can call it what you like. I call it a bribe. As far as I'm concerned, this is is an example of the elitist, out-of-touch attitude of of so-called art. That, support this, that this is supposed to reflect well on our community and show how caring we are and how interested we are, how involved we are. Let's get involved in art, this is a nebulous project. What utter nonsense. If they want to throw 12-and-a-half grand at and, a half and throw it at a food bank where the people of Glasgow, or the poor of Glasgow, are not going to actually benefit from it, not as some notional art project that they're supposed to bring benefit to them. It's going to bring nothing to them. It's going to bring sneers at them. If a plate of chips is her, her idea Glasgow... It bodes very ill for a project, I would say.
1: Brian, stay with me. Andrew joins us now from. Uh, where are you, Andrew? Good morning, Andrew Mackenzie. i we- in the borders. You're in the borders. Hi. Nice Hello. to talk to you. How do you hi, respond to, to Brian? He says, a complete waste of money. You're an artist. Um, talk to him.
11: Yeah, well, hi, Brian. Hi. Um, hi, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, an artist. I, I, mean, I, I make paintings, so I'm not necessarily a conceptual artist, but there are a lot of kind of ideas going on behind my work as well. Um, and to get money from Creative Scotland, it's really hard. I mean, I've, I've kind of had a few small amounts. I got shortlisted for a £15,000 award a few years ago. Um, but to get to do that, you have to do an enormous amount of uh, work. So, I mean, this artist, um, you know, she's got a kind of a track record in her field, um, which obviously takes is taken into account. There's a kind of a panel that you have to get, get through. You have to fill out an enormously complicated application form, you have to frame your ideas um, very clearly, you have to kind of really know what you're doing. Um, But because it's a research award, the outcome isn't necessarily something that you can say at the stage. So my my point was, you know, everyone's being, well, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people are being quite negative about it, uh, which is quite inevitable, really, because as soon as you... Talk about conceptual art or art you can't pin down, or art that isn't painting or printmaking or whatever. It's very difficult for folk to get their heads around. But can you understand
1: that? Can you understand that, Andrew? Because at a time when projects are really struggling for funding, they're saying, "Look, we actually have something tangible that we want to do." We just heard from Moira in Cooper and Fife about what she could have done with the money. You could actually have seen it, touched it, felt it. This is very
11: research-based project. So if you're setting out to, to do research, how can you say, and here's the end result of the research? You know, it's a year-long project. Let's meet again in a year's time, have another phone-in show about what she's actually done, and then criticise her if she if think it's been um, a waste of money. But you can't say at this stage, because she's just setting out, here's my framework, here's my idea for what I'm going to do over the next year. But she doesn't know what the outcome of that's going to be, because that's the point of research. You can't kind of say, sit down... If you're a scientist, you can't sit down... You can say here 's my area of uh, research, and i 'm going to look at that, but you can 't say what the outcome's going to be until it 's actually happened so and even then you know it 's an ongoing thing you know uh, that has a knock on effect of something else so I think let 's just wait and see. I do think the picture of chips I think that was a bit of a mistake for for Mara, but you know and and social media i mean the only reason we 're talking about this right now is because of social media because it's to be picked up and the inevitable sort of tirade of uh negative comments you know it's opened that door to um and that's why we're it's on the radio now. I mean, I think it's brilliant that it's on the radio. I'm, I'm very glad it is because it's really rare that you hear visual arts or arts of any kind being debated um, on 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 the radio like this. So, I mean, I, guess, I think it's uh, a really good thing if it's if it's getting people talking. Well, do you know,
1: Andrew? Debating, you should thinking, you should listen to BBC. Good. You should listen to BBC Radio Scotland in the afternoon because Janice well, Forsyth yeah, certainly talks about the day. arts. Okay, yeah, so I, I it, it is talked that, about yeah, a great yeah. deal. Let me ask you, Andrew. In a word, do you think we value the arts
11: enough. Uh, I mean, it's it's a difficult question because some people do. I mean, there's a lot of really passionate people out there who think art, you know, conceptual art, all kinds of art. I mean, there's so many different kinds of art out there people value, it, but there's a lot of people who who don't. And I think someone picked up on the the Bob Dylan thing earlier on. Um, you know, don't criticise what you uh, actually Bob Dylan says can't understand how would change that. To don't understand and give it a chance. Go along, give it some thought, to go to galleries, that's a really good show on just now at Edinburgh called the SSA. It's full of conceptual art, sculpture, traditional painting, all that stuff. Go along, think about it, look at it, open you open up to it and see what it can do. I mean, you know, that's that's all I can say. And then after that, if you still think that what a waste of money, what a waste of time, then great. But you know, give it a chance. That's all that's that's all I would say. Also I would say that Creative Scotland aren't um, setting the agenda they're, they're reflecting what people are actually doing you know a lot of artists are actually really doing this stuff this, this artist is a, an artist an action you know she wants to do to make things happen in, in the real world uh, not sit in a studio on her own kind of making
3: art like like I do.
1: (laughs) Andrew, thanks for your honesty. Many thanks indeed for getting in touch with the programme. Let's take a look at some of your texts that are coming in. Uh, Steve Mann has uh, been in touch. Morning Stevie, he says, Save £15,000, open a Facebook page and ask Glasgow residents to post pictures reflecting Glasgow life. Then have an exhibition of the most interesting 100. There's an idea for you.
12: Ella asks Mike to meet her years after their relationship ended.
11: Didn't exactly end well back then.
1: No, it didn't. The wee cheater. Oh, sorry. I was 18, you know, I was a kid.
12: When her purpose becomes clear, it's worse than anything he could have imagined.
6: This is a pretty big thing I'm doing. This is not a
1: joke or an attempt to get my revenge on you. This is real. Thank
12: You by Catherine Evans. A thought-provoking drama which deals with a very serious issue.
1: Surely if I've done what you're saying, I'd be carrying some, some guilt or, or, or shame around with me.
12: Tomorrow at 1.30 on BBC Radio Scotland
1: you're listening to the phone in with me Louise White Susan Mansfield in you come you're a freelance arts writer Um, okay we're trying to get our heads around this very clearly this is a research project we don't quite know what the end result will be try and convert us Philistines how unusual are projects like this within the artistic community
6: I think these these kind of, of of project I think research projects in themselves are not unusual um, at all, they just normally don't get this level of attention um, I think that we are seeing um, sort of an increase in, in work which is not Um, doesn't immediately translate into being visual work, so it's not necessarily an artist saying, I'd like some money because I want to make a body of paintings or I want to make a sculpture or I want to make an exhibition, uh, but are are more um, coming from a place of of research and uh, performance um, and, and then, you know, some work will relate to that somewhere down the line. Um, I mean, there was a, a famous project in New York um, a couple of years ago where Marina Abramovic, who's quite a well-known um, international performance artist, um, made a work called The Artist is Present, and that was basically her sitting at... I think she was sitting at a table in the gallery, um, and viewers came and sat opposite her in complete silence, and that was the work. Um, so those kind of things are quite, they're, they're still sort of, uh, they're still thought of as a bit unusual, but they're certainly becoming part of uh, contemporary art, very much.
1: Do you think that we value art projects enough in Scotland?
6: It's it's a difficult one and the the artist that you were speaking to uh, was was, was, um, uh, was very interesting, very honest about that. Um, I think one could always value these things more. One could always um, offer more people a chance to be exposed to them and um, there will always be artists with great ideas who are trying to get funding for their work and not getting funding. Um, We don't have a bottomless hit in terms of money, we, you know, and so somebody has to make tough decisions about what to fund and what not to fund. Um, personally, as somebody who loves visual art, you know, I'd love to see it valued more.
1: Many thanks, Susan. Let's get back to the phone lines. Jerry is on the line from Uddingston. Hi, Jerry.
12: Hi, morning, Louise. Um, I, I've got a research degree and I've also done um, a number of projects, a bid, bid for projects. And when it's public money that's, that's involved, um, the funders normally say right, okay, well, what are you actually got, trying to achieve? What are going to be roughly the outcomes of what? How are people going to benefit from this? Give us a rough idea of your schedule. Give us a rough idea of your activities and your, your rationale for all of this. Now, I, I've been listening to the programme and I can't get a handle on any of this from what's been said so so to me I'm not surprised that arts funding but I mean I, I, I'm not a philistine I mean I can listen to music tears come to my eye I can look at a, 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 a picture I can a painting and be affected I love Yeah but one man's
1: meats another man's poison Jerry No
12: but the thing is, is that, yeah I mean I, I do accept that but in a project you have to have rough ideas I mean I, I've, I've done research and I know I know that sometimes you never know the, the, the outcome but at least you've got to be down an approach. I mean, even when it comes to the bit, you know, well, this, this artist is going down to down to Glasgow. Okay, roughly, what are they going to do? How are they going to go about it? How are they going to meet people? You have to have a rough idea of your research strategy before you go. You can't just go and wander, because it's this kind of woolly thinking that gets arts uh, a bad name. I mean, when I go, I, I love going to art galleries, I love to go around and and, and admire the, the the work and craftsmanship that goes into things, and I can see and I, I wonder, I marvel at actually what's been done. But I, I think the people in Creative Scotland who are actually funding these projects need to sit down and be more rational about what, on what basis they are going to award them. Just to say, I'd love to go and do this thing. Too much woolly thinking.
1: Too that, much be... woolly thinking says Jerry. Yep. If you want to respond, get in touch. Oh five hundred ninety-two ninety-five double. You can also text on eight oh two nine five. Jerry and Addingston, thanks for your call. Let's go to Andrew in Fraserborough in the northeast. Andrew, good morning. Good
10: morning. Happy New Year to
1: you, Louis. Good good New Year to you. Thanks, man.
10: Basically, I'm just looking at the papers today, and obviously listening. It's a good story you've got today, and I think isn't it the job of artists, Louise, to portray, you know, the reality of what they see as life in the environment? This girl, is it Ellie Harrison, has been placed, and I think if you look at the Manchester, there was a big hoo ha in Radio Two yesterday about this Manchester. Uh, photographer, if we took a street scene on New Year's Eve, I believe or New Year's morning, showing drunkenness, pot-bellied men, people being arrested, mm-hmm. lying on the ground, prostrate, etc., I, I believe the fuss is of is it a photo of chips. I think in today's paper, Louise mm-hmm. and. Don't, Glasgow, well, don't the politicians and a lot of the Glasgow people maybe have to take a long, hard look at their own lifestyle? Isn't this maybe the idea? It's been classed as a poverty safari. I wouldn't say that's fair at all. But I think if you strip away the facade sometimes of big cities, there probably is undeniably a huge amount of poverty and misery and, and drugs and what have you and poor health. And I think if this goes any way to highlighting that and helping to deal with it, or get people to deal with it, then is it a bad thing?
1: We don't know the outcome of this project. We don't know what she's got planned. It's a research project, it's organic, it's going to grow as she meanders through the streets. Mm. Is that a, 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 worthy, a worthy recipient of fifteen thousand pounds?
10: I think as one of your previous callers said, fifteen grand is—it's <clears throat> probably a drop in the ocean. I know a pre- another caller said, "Oh, that should go to food banks," but I'd like to deal with the problem. Probably we've got food banks, rather than just throw money at a problem like that. As, as regards to the art, I would say what she's received is minor, and I would just allow it to, to blossom. Her words, not mine and see where it
1: goes, Louise. OK, well, you're, you're certainly full of thought this morning. It's only January the 5th. Bring it on, yep. says Andrew. Right, well, you never know. We might be discussing it in a year's time, see what she's achieved. Many thanks, Andrew. Before we talk to John in Glasgow, let's just have a look at some of your responses on Facebook, on Twitter, etc. Ian Gray's posted on Facebook. He says, hi, could be, could be money well spent. It's only day five. Oh, I think I've read that one out. I'll just repeat it. If you look at the big picture, how much of the arts contribute to Scotland's economy compared with arts funding? Um, Another listener here says this could be a really important piece of work, could have important lessons about negating the Glasgow effect. And uh, another listener here says, agree with Dave from Aberdeen. Modern art is for people who can't paint, sculpt, etc. Here in Elgin, we have Murray College, which many years ago turned out students fit for the job market. Now they pander to art students and indeed teachers, some of whom are professional students who reckon a pile of arranged junk is an installation and turn out hairdressers, nail technicians and alternative. Therapist by the barrow load. Let's stop this nonsense. If you want to. Join in the fun this morning, 80295. Still time to pick up the phone, 0500-9295-00. We're talking about arts and funding and uh, this little project that's been given £15,000. We're still not sure why. Uh, to reflect Glasgow life, we're told, do you think that we do value the arts enough in Scotland? 500 95 0 Sarah Louise on Facebook says, and this research project is useful because there are plenty of talented Glasgow artists who are more than capable capable of sharing with the world what it is like living in Glasgow. Let's go to John from Glasgow. John, good morning.
5: Good morning, Louise, and happy new year.
1: Good new new year to you too.
5: Well, first of all, I don't eat chips. I'm a a Glaswegian, I'm working class, I come from the tenements. I'm poor, I'm uneducated. And I appreciate art. Conceptual art is bunkum, it's nonsense. And I agree with Dave. But two things... Um, Why not give £100 to 150 Glaswegians picked at random for their views, their opinions, their photos, their comments and compile it and then say, this is a kind of a snapshot, this is a time capsule.
1: Well, there's an idea. Why don't you get in touch with Creative Scotland with your project idea, John?
5: Uh, Because it doesn't interest me, Louise.
1: Ah, right, okay. And does
5: interest me. Another thing is, £15,000 a year, for these people to say it's nothing in comparison to this and that and this and that, in the real world, £15,000 a year is a lot of spend dollars. It is more than I get in disability living allowance and it's more than I get in benefits.
1: Money well spent, in a word, yes or no? No. John, many thanks indeed for your call this morning. Julie's been in touch. Hi, Julie. She says, would it not be better if we gave £15,000 to a newly arrived refugee family in Glasgow to give their views of their first year in a new country? Money better spent, I think. And Susan in Edinburgh says, Edinburgh Council is cutting music tuition in schools. Could creative Scotland not spend their money on ensuring children have access to music tuition? If we need to know about Glasgow life, just ask the people that live there. Now, still to come, we're going to be finding out the latest about the flooding situation across Scotland. If you are affected, get in touch 0500 95 00. We'll also be hearing why medical students are being put off becoming GPs. If there's anything you want to comment on that we're discussing here on the programme, pick up the phone 0500 9295 00. We'll be back right after the 10 o'clock news.
11: 92 to 95 FM. 810 Medium Wave and on Digital Radio, BBC Radio Scotland.
6: With the BBC News at 10 o'clock, I'm Sarah Toome.
9: The Met Office says December was the warmest since 1910 and the wettest on record. It's exit